For many years now, I have wanted a better guitar than the one I have. I want a multi-thousand dollar handmade, deep, dark, rich, solid tone wood guitar that fits me and is beautiful to look at as it is to listen to. Never mind that such a guitar would be rather underutilized in my hands. And never mind that I have a perfectly good guitar which has served me well for years. I want something more and something better. I'm not content with what I have. If I'm really honest, there are many such ways in which I am not or have not been content with what I have in my life. Perhaps I'm not alone in these feelings of discontentment. And in light of the gospel of Jesus, all I can think about my feelings of discontentment is, how silly. Considering the great need of so many around us, considering the huge numbers of blessings in my life, how incredibly silly not to be content with and grateful for all that I have. As Paul reminds us, there is great gain in godliness, godliness combined with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. Many of us find ourselves discontent because life is hard or we don't have all that we want. But as disciples of Jesus, we've been taught to be content with what we have. We've been taught to stop believing the lie that life will be better if only we had whatever. We've been taught to stop believing the lie that the grass is greener anywhere in particular. We've been taught to stop constantly seeking self-fulfillment, believing that one day we will finally have enough or achieve the right things to be happy and content. As disciples of Jesus, we know we will never arrive at happiness and contentment through more stuff. And we will never achieve happiness if we are not content with life as it is now. As disciples of Jesus, we've been taught not continually to seek more for ourselves, but to give thanks for what we have and to share what we've been given with others. We heard Jesus tell a story today about the consequences of not sharing what we have with others, and Jesus' warning is pretty stark. If we ignore the suffering and the needs of those around us, there will be hell to pay. Now, I don't mean Dante's Inferno. I don't mean share what you've got or you're going to risk going to hell after you die. The rich man in Jesus' story feasted sumptuously every day while the poor man, Lazarus, sat at the rich man's gate with nothing to eat, the dogs licking his sores. That sounds about like hell to me. The rich man could have helped Lazarus, had more than enough to do so, but he didn't. And so Lazarus sat in a real-world hell of hunger and sickness, with dogs licking the sores on his body. We may not be able to fix every problem for people, but when we don't have what we share with others, there is hell to pay for people here and now in this world. Jesus' warning about the dangers of not sharing what we have was not only, however, an individual warning to about sharing material wealth and food. His warning was also a warning to the nation of Israel as a whole about not sharing their faith and way of life with those around them. Rich Israel, Jesus was saying, you have the law. You have a covenant with God. You walk and live and breathe as God's people. 
You feast sumptuously on God's word and God's presence among you, and yet others around you starve. You were made to be a light to the nations, and yet you hold the Gentiles and sinners in contempt rather than share the light of God and God's way of life with them. Through this story, we hear Jesus calling out today, My church, you are rich in faith, rich in hope, rich in love. You are rich in eternal life, the very life of God shared with you through me. Jesus is saying, share your hope and faith and love in a world desperate and needy, a world filled with anger and hopelessness and fear. In a world of sarin gas and terrorism and mass mass shootings by crazed gunmen, we were created to be a light to the nations, to share faith, hope, and love with others. And we don't need to look to to headline-grabbing national and international problems to see the need for God's eternal life given in the gospel. There is need in Bay City. There is hopelessness in Bay City. There are people who turn to drugs and sex and alcohol and violence to try to soothe their sorrow, just to try to get through the day. There is great need right here for the hope and peace that comes from the good news that God became one of us to share his eternal life with us and to show us how we can live his eternal life. Even the simple teaching of contentment. The simple teaching that so long as we have food and clothing, we have enough. And we can be content with what we have. Even that simple teaching is part of God's eternal life. Be content with what you have. Be content with the relationships you have. See the many blessings around you. The earth and the sky, the air, food. Take nothing for granted. But in all things, give thanks and be content with what you have and find peace and joy and contentment. That is part of God's eternal life to which we have been called and the life to share with those around us. And as for the hell that there is to pay without such contentment, we know that hell all too well. The mad rush for more, bigger, better things the soothing of our sorrows in sex and drugs and alcohol and violence because we're blind to our blessings, the resentments of those who have more than we, the fear that what we have will be taken from us, the feeling that life will be better once we've achieved or gained whatever. We know the various hells of not living God's eternal life. And we're called to live and share God's eternal life in the faith and hope and love which we have been given through Jesus. And we also have material wealth in the church. Some churches have great wealth, some have only a little, but whatever we have, it is our calling to share what we have with others, to use our material wealth to serve the needs of those around us. And if we don't, we know that there is hell to pay. Lazarus is out there living out hell on earth, starving with dogs licking his sores. And we may not be able to solve his every problem, but we can help. Southside Avenue, an Episcopal Church in the Diocese of East Tennessee, and they're collecting $700,000 so that they can give it away. They're calling this a jubilee ministry, collecting almost three-quarters of a million dollars simply so they can give that money away to help to serve all of the poor Lazaruses around them. Now, they're partially doing this ministry in response to another church in Chattanooga called The Crossing which collected $700,000 
to build three giant metal crosses soaring 125 feet into the air on the edge of their property and along the interstate. The crosses were made to be a beacon for those driving along the interstate so they could have hope as they saw them and be reminded of the gospel of Jesus and the hope of the resurrection. The crosses were made to help guide people to Jesus. The hearts of those who erected these massive crosses were in the right place. They were trying to serve those around them. And I realize it's easy to point fingers, but I can't help but think that at the end of the day, they basically have just accumulated more stuff. Here at St. Mark's, we've been called to share what we have with others, to help serve the spiritual and material needs of the Lazaruses around us. Sharing the gospel and our faith of, and hope and love requires surprisingly little money. We can pretty well each share our faith and hope and love for no money at all, certainly less than $700,000. In thinking about the possibility of eventually renovating and adding to our buildings at St. Mark's, we're being called by Jesus to look beyond ourselves in that as well. To use whatever buildings we may make in the future to be a resource for the community during the days of the week and a resource for us then when we gather on Sundays. If we don't share what we have with those around us, then there will be hell to pay in the lives of those around us. We're being called to share what we have with others and to be content with what we have. Even if we don't all end up with all of the stuff that we want, share and be content. Even without our very own proverbial multi-thousand dollar, handmade, dark, deep, rich, solid tonewood guitars, we can be content with what we have and share our blessings in God's eternal life with all of the Lazaruses around us. Amen.